Percy, can we talk about how do we get from where we are to the future of cancer treatment? Well, Wayne, the main way that happens is through cancer research. We study, test, and gain knowledge and understanding about how to fight cancer and give the body what it needs to recover from this disease. I think that's worth having a conversation Indeed, about. and you're gonna bring a guest to us today, the president and CEO of Gateway Cancer Research. This is a fascinating conversation. It's coming up on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. And welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, always good to see you. Glad to be with you today. My friend, likewise, I hope you're well and all is going good for you. We're going to talk about the cutting edge of cancer research today. I previewed the conversation to come with our guests. It's fascinating. I want our listeners to stay tuned for what's ahead here today. Hey, we uh, often pose a question to our listeners. We enjoy the responses we get from listeners. And so often we pose a question and look forward to your response to them. Here's the question this week. What was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? Now, we did pose this question earlier, as you'll recall, and here's one response from a listener who said, my faith had been on the back burner in my life. What a blessing this diagnosis has been to lead me back to God and have a stronger understanding and faith than I've ever had. P.S., I love the podcast. So, <laughs> Yay. Yeah, we're not fishing for compliments, but it's nice to hear, isn't it? Well, that's a, it's a great testimony, and certainly with regard to the question that was posed, uh, again, getting feedback and understanding how uh, people are impacted and how things are uh, working with them and through them in the midst of a cancer journey. This was a great response. Thank you so much for that response. Hey, give us a little overview of what's ahead on the program here today, would you? Well, this program is very different than anything we've done historically here on HHI, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Uh, we are going to talk today about Research, again, uh, that's so much a part of the news cycle in the hour that we're in, uh, given the current day and the current health crisis that we face. And so we're going to talk about research as it pertains to cancer and why research is important and some things that we probably were not aware of about a particular organization that'll give us something to be very encouraged about and hopeful as we move forward and looking forward to what else can be done from a cancer treatment perspective. All right. And let me back up and say, too, when I posed that question to listeners, I didn't tell them how to respond. So you can mm. respond through our website. Answer the question, what was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? Our website for your response is health, hope, and inspiration. Com. All right. Well, our inspiration comes from God's Word, and you have it open right in front of you. I do. So our spiritual nugget for today is going to be found in Proverbs, uh, the 18th chapter, verse number 15. And it simply says this, the heart of the discerning acquires knowledge for the ears of the wise seek it out. And this is going to frame our conversation today for us in such a way that will allow us to understand why we need to continue to learn and ascertain information and why we need to keep our ears open so that we can be wise in all that we do. 
Our guest is coming up on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, let's turn to our guest. Percy recently had a telephone conversation that we all get to listen to now and learn from, I might add. So let's listen carefully. Well, I am thrilled and excited as always. Today we have uh, a guest with us, Michael Burton who is the president and CEO of Gateway for Cancer Research. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration, Michael. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to join you. Well, I know we've been working back and forth uh, with uh, your point of contact in making this happen, so I'm glad that we finally were able to uh, get this done. And so with that, we're going to actually talk today uh, really about a subject that we have not covered in you know over 200 plus uh, segments that we've done on health, hope, and inspiration, and it's going to be around the subject and the topic of cancer research. And so, the notes that I have, and you certainly can correct me, uh, Gateway for Cancer Research is a nonprofit organization. Is that correct, sir? It is. Give me a little history, if you don't mind, of um, of Gateway and exactly what is the purpose of Gateway for Cancer Research. Absolutely. So uh, nearly 30 years ago, Gateway for Cancer Research was founded by Richard Stevenson, who, of course, also founded Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And, uh, and Mr. Stevenson founded it in a way that, that really uh, emphasized his commitment and reflected his commitment to put the patient at the center of cancer research, just like CTCA puts the patient at the center of care. And, um, and really, um, you know, Gateway for Cancer Research was, was founded to, to really shape a world in, in which a cancer diagnosis is, is no longer feared. And that's our vision. That's our vision. And, um, and with, uh, with Mr. Stevenson's leadership, um, we we fund research uh, across the the field of cancer research. So we are focused on clinical research um, versus basic research, and there's a there's a difference there. Um, the research that that we fo- focus on is very patient centric. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't fund research that is focused on mice or or labs or microscopes. Although that basic research is important, mm-hmm. the research we focus on. Is uh, is directed to the patient and is and is very much intended to uh, to improve uh, the lives of patients who are who are dealing with a cancer diagnosis, whether it's a, 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 a whether it's a study that is seeking to cure the cancer, or a study that is uh, looking to extend life or extend quality of life. It's it's always and o- only always and only about the patient. And in my notes, uh, Michael, I have a bit of information that says that there's been more than 170 trials in early phase cancer research 
that has been funded by Gateway. Is that accurate, sir? That is. So we have funded over 170 trials in, in our 30-year history, and we've invested nearly $90 million in total in, wow. um, in that research. And uh, again, we focus on clinical research, and we focus on a very specific area of clinical research, and that is early phase clinical research. So um, clinical research essentially has four phases. Um, we focus on phase one and phase two. So those, those are clinical studies that, um, that look at the safety of a new investigational therapy. Okay. Uh, and phase, phase two studies look at the effectiveness or the efficacy of the proposed um, investigational therapy. And, and that is a very unique focus for a cancer research organization. To my knowledge, Gateway for Cancer Research is the only cancer research organization in the country focused exclusively on phase one and phase two studies. Ah, okay. And um, and that's a really important niche, um, and uh, and again, I think that really was part of Mr. Stevenson's original vision for for this organization. He recognized, I think, the the lack of of, of charitable funding of philanthropic support mm-hmm. for for that early phase research, and um, so many good ideas that were coming out of basic research labs um, really died on the vine because uh, of a lack of funding uh, to support uh, the uh, the research at the phase one and phase two um, level again safety and and effectiveness and that's really where we focus our fire as an organization gotcha and and what's interesting to me about that, Michael, and we've never had this discussion. We've talked about various different topics on on this platform, but not about research or the value and the importance of it. And of course, at the time of this recording, you know, we are dealing with and working through a pandemic in the world. And one of the conversations that is on the top of everyone's conversation list is about research and finding, you know, a, a cure and, and so on and so forth for uh, COVID-19. And so with that, uh, I thought it would be important to, to have that dialogue and discussion around the importance of why uh, research is, is needed and necessary from a cancer perspective. And obviously, one of the dynamics that uh, some, not certainly not all, have, uh, you know, debated or have been indifferent around is how they view science and medicine, particularly from a faith-based perspective. We know that one of the kind of issues that were on the table that that many have discussed is, you know, social distancing and should we open our churches? Should we have public worship services? Uh, should we stay home and quarantine? And and the debate in the middle of, you know, what is the relevancy of, of all of that? And part of that is, again, gaining more research, insight and understanding to this disease. Let's talk a little bit from the perspective, and and you shared with me, of course, that you uh, also are a person of faith to uh, one degree or another, and this show is not about digging into anyone's personal faith as much as connecting the concepts and the principles uh, and disciplines of, of faith and spirituality and medicine and science. Let's talk about why research is so important and the value of it from a cancer perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh 
I, I, I am, in fact, a person of faith. I, I always have been. I always will be. Uh, and I've always been interested in, and, and really fascinated by the intersection of, of faith and science. And, you know, it, it's really, uh, there's this strain of thought that those two things can't coexist. And, of course, that's mm-hmm. just a false dichotomy, and that's just not the case. And, um, and I and, agree. You know, when you when you look when you look at some of the great scientists, uh, uh, you know the the world has ever seen. Um, you know, many of them have been uh, 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 men and women of faith. Uh, I I think about you know Albert Einstein. I, I think his his faith is in many ways kind of misunderstood, and maybe he wasn't um, uh, a man of faith kind of in the traditional you know uh, Judeo Christian sense, but mm-hmm. he you know he did see. Uh, kind of a, a the, the larger order, and and he uh, f- thought that that in, you know informed um, uh, science, and right. that those two things were not mutually exclusive. I I think about Francis Collins, mm. who is a contemporary, uh, and I I know you you know uh, you know Dr. Collins and his um, just seminal impact on. Uh, on uh, the health and well-being of this country, and, and his research in genetics um, yeah. led the Human Genome Project, um, one of the most important and influential uh, physician scientists uh, of our times, uh, who is in fact uh, uh, deeply faithful and, um, and as he says, a, a serious Christian. Um, and his worldview uh, has. Um, has uh, his faith informing uh, his scientific pursuits, and uh, and vice versa. So, you know, these two things are far from being mutually exclusive, uh, and and those are just two examples of of how um, some of the greatest scientists are actually um, very much in, inspired by their uh, by their faith. Um, you you raise the point too uh, of. Of just how critical research is, whether it's related to this pandemic, which of course has just been such a uh, such a, uh, a challenging time for everybody, and I and I mm-hmm. hope that all is well with you and yours, and I hope that all is well with your listeners. You know, research is what changes the the course of treatment in any disease. So, if you're taking um, uh, a drug, say for hypertension or or cholesterol, or if you uh, have the misfortune of having to deal with a cancer diagnosis, and you're taking a um, a, a set of of, uh, of therapies to to manage that. All of those drugs came out of a process of of research that mm-hmm. started in basic labs um, and was um, was refined. And tested and proven um, in through clinical studies, the the exact type of studies that Gateway funds, and um, and it's really research that um, shapes the the course of treatment for for any disease. And one of the things I think that um, I would like people who are listening to this interview know is that clinical trials are. Uh, are absolutely uh, uh, imperative uh, in, uh, again, in shaping how this disease we call cancer is, is treated. Okay. And oftentimes the people who are, 
who are on a clinical trial um, and are receiving um, a an investigational treatment um, are are taking a drug that will ultimately become the standard of care for that mm-hmm. for that disease. Yeah. Um, it's it's not about being a guinea pig by any stretch of of the imagination. The the care and the and the safety uh, uh, the care that goes into these trials and the safety of the patient um, is is uh, central to to all of this work. And um, and I would encourage anybody who's dealing with a cancer diagnosis to speak to his or her doctor mm-hmm. about the possibility of participating in a in a clinical trial. And I think to that point it is probably and and certainly I think is true for the faith community in some ways. Traditionalists from a faith perspective may be somewhat leery when they hear the word trial, clinical trial. To and I, I appreciate you establishing the point that again, this is not about someone being used as a at the words that you used or the terminology a, a guinea pig or being experimented upon. But again, this is and has been the 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 pathway by which uh, we have all established what has now become standards of care for for any and all forms of treatment uh, at some point. And again, the early phases of what Gateway focuses on, which part of that is safety, obviously, and effectiveness, I think really should help to relieve individuals uh, if uh, they should, you know, find themselves in a place where, you know, maybe uh, that's an opportunity that they should pursue. And to your point, they need to have that conversation with their their medical professional, obviously, and, and talk about all of the different aspects of that. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's it's not um, always clear to people. It, frankly, it wasn't clear to me uh, what a clinical trial was mm-hmm. um, in in detail before I before I um, got into this uh, field uh, professionally. And there are a lot of misconceptions. Uh, you know, one of them, for example, uh, in in cancer research, is the idea that uh, if you go into a trial, there's a chance that you will not receive. The, the standard of care, you'll get a placebo instead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's never, ever the case. Uh, okay. in, in an oncology clinical trial, in, in a clinical trial in cancer, um, you, you are always going to receive at least the standard of care. In other words, how the disease is treated currently. Right. Um, it, 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 it may you may be in in what we call an arm of the trial that receives, in addition to the standard of care, an, an investigational drug, okay. the investigational drug that's being assessed. But nobody uh, nobody will ever not get treatment, and and that is and that is a misconception that I think um, that uh, you know clearly concerns people and probably causes some people not to go on to a clinical trial um, uh, when when in, in many cases it really is to their advantage. Well, that, that is an important distinction, and I appreciate you clarifying that because, again, you're right, that, that very well may hinder individuals from entering or being part of, of a trial in that regard. Very quickly, what are maybe one or two uh, current uh, clinical trials that Gateway is currently funding right now that we should be aware of or keep our eyes on in terms of of uh, standards of care possibly down the, the pipeline here? 
great question. Thank, thank you for asking it. We, we are very excited about this emerging field of immunotherapy okay. in, in cancer research. Um, this has been, I think, bar none, um, the most important development in, uh, in cancer care over the last 50 years. Okay. You could argue, you know, that it's one of the most important developments uh, in how we treat cancer mm. uh, since we've been doing this work. And essentially, the idea behind immunotherapy is is using drugs or combinations of drugs that essentially get the body to look at cancer as an invading uh, force. In other words. Uh, something that's there that shouldn't be there, and to get the body to mount an immune response to it, much the okay. same way somebody would mount an immune response to the common cold um, right. uh, or you know or a bacterial infection. Uh, when that happens, the body you know kicks into action, it mm-hmm. it mounts an immune response, mm-hmm. and uh, if all goes well, um, whatever is there that shouldn't be there uh, is defeated. Uh, cancer is very cagey. Cancer is very tricky, mm. and it has it has evolved in ways that um, that cause the body to not mount an immune response. Okay. And um, and so now this whole field of immunotherapy is is all about getting the body to. And there are lots of different ways. That that's that that's done. Uh, okay. You'll hear phrases like checkpoint inhibitors or CAR T therapy, two different types of immunotherapies. But the the takeaway is that it's all about getting the body to mount that immune response and to defeat the cancer, and that is happening in ways that are absolutely fascinating and are having uh, real real implications for real people who are dealing with this disease. Childhood cancers, for example, uh-huh. um, uh, leukemias, uh, lymphomas, a lot of the so-called uh, liquid malignancies are incredibly responsive to uh, to these new immunotherapies. And so Gateway is making very significant investments in um, in that space. That is fantastic to hear and certainly good news as as we continue to look forward. And as we know, over the progression over the last, you know, 10 years of what has been done uh, on the fight against cancer, you know, it is encouraging to hear as we move forward. With that being said, with the few seconds and minutes that we have left, how can people who may be interested in uh, funding or donating to uh, uh, cancer research, how can people contact you at Gateway Foundation? How can they reach you, sir? Well, thank you for asking. I would love to direct them to our website, uh, okay. which is uh, which is Gateway CR, as in cancer research, GatewayCR.org, and there they can really get a good sense of our mission, the the various uh, studies that we're funding, the patients who have been uh, impacted by our work, and and uh, and really, um, I think, better understand who we are and and what we do, and of course we. Always welcome the support of the of the donor public to advance our mission. Fantastic. As we close, what's one thing, Michael? I ask every uh, individual that I interview. Uh, of course, the name of our show is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. 
What's one thing that gives you hope or drives your hope or empowers your hope, sir, in the work that you do? Thank you for asking that. I, I, you know, cancer is such a tough disease and people who work in, in the cancer space, um, you know, see a lot of hard things and, and, and because it's a disease that affects everybody, whether you work in, in the cancer research world or clinical care world or not, you know, in all likelihood, you're going to be affected by this either directly or indirectly, um, you know, losing loved ones, for example. And so it's, it's a very hard disease and, and we have to take our victories where we can. And, Mm -hmm. and one of the things that really gives me hope are, are the small victories really, you know, even, even the small victories. Um, and, uh, for example, we funded a study in a, a disease called osteosarcoma, which is a very aggressive uh, t- uh, cancer that typically affects children. Mm-hmm. And a young woman in Philadelphia enrolled in uh, a trial that we we funded and was treated at Children's Hospital Philadelphia. Her name is Maddie Oliver. And, you know, this is a disease that, that unfortunately, uh, typically will, uh, will, will kill the, the patient, mm-hmm. to put it bluntly. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, Maddie uh, went into this trial, and she she thrived. Um, mm-hmm. And while she was being treated, she she told us that she kept thinking about how the people who were caring for her in that hospital, especially the nurses, how important their work was, and how much it meant to her, and uh, and how if she was going to survive this, if she could survive this, that she herself wanted to become a nurse. Wow. And in the, within the last year, because she's five years uh, plus now, uh, a survivor five years plus of this disease, uh, just within the last year, she received her nursing degree. And uh-huh. when, we saw, uh, when we saw pictures of her getting that degree, um, it meant so much to us. Yeah. And, you know, I, I call it a, a small victory, but as I'm describing it, you know, maybe it really was a, a, a big victory. And, and that's, that's, that's the kind of stuff that gives me hope. Well, I would say certainly to her, that was a, a very large victory. And in that regard, certainly a large victory to you and your organization. Thank you, Michael, for spending time with us today and, and enlightening us around Uh, research and cancer and the value of it, the importance of it, and certainly the connectivity, faith and uh, spirituality and medicine and science and how uh, they can coexist one with another. Today, you have heard from Michael Burton, president and CEO of Gateway for Cancer Research. Uh, We thank you. Uh, You can reach out to him uh, with the website that he's provided to us. And we are today grateful for all research because we are reminded that every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of Lights. And research is a gift as well. And so today, be blessed and continue to remember that good things are yet to come your way. Have a great day. Thanks, Mike. And you be well and your family continue to be safe, friend. Thank you, Reverend McRae. Take care. I'm Wayne Shepard back in the studio with Percy McRae. And Percy, I'm so pleased we were able to bring this interview to our listeners. I didn't know this organization even existed. And I think that's true for many listeners who are tuned in right now. And this is fascinating stuff. 
Well, it's one of the motivating factors of why we did the interview with uh, Michael Burton, who is uh, leading the charge for uh, Gateway for Cancer Research. Uh, he's very knowledgeable. And of course, uh, getting people to understand the value and the importance of this organization and for the cause of cancer research as we move forward to learn better and more how uh, things are being done and looked at uh, that will allow us to explore greater avenues of treatment for cancer and hopefully uh, bring about uh, some some new and exciting things that can be done in the near future. Yeah, I want to talk more about it in a moment. But first, if you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. So visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number is 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. You can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Clinical trials and clinical research is so important, and I learned that here today, Percy. Well, when we think about it and understand it, you know, treatment for cancer just didn't fall out the sky. There's been some research. There's been some processes of, of, of looking at how to effectively treat cancer. And certainly what this conversation helped us to understand is uh, what are some of the driving forces behind that? Michael helped us to, first of all, understand that from a patient-centered perspective, just as the Cancer Treatment Centers of America is focused around patient-centered care, so is, again, a gateway for cancer research focused around patient-centered research. And so he talked about uh, delivering of research directly to the patient as quickly as possible. And, you know, we learned some very interesting things around uh, over 170 trials have, has been funded by this organization. Uh, well over $90 million uh, has been funded by Gateway uh, toward those clinical research and those trials. So again, a lot is being done and a lot is being said that we should understand and be aware of. Yeah. Uh, I was just so impressed with the vision that goes into this type of research. It, it doesn't spring from nowhere. It comes from somewhere. No, it, absolutely. And, and, and one of the things or a few of the things that's part of the focus and the vision for Gateway for Cancer Research is number one, patients uh, have a voice and should be heard, helping cancer patients feel better and live longer. Uh, again, Gateway uh, invests in breakthrough research that is both targeted and precise. And here's a big factor uh, that we should know and understand is that 99 cents of every dollar that Gateway receives toward uh, those fundings uh, goes directly to uh, fund phase one and phase two cancer clinical trial. Early cancer clinical trial is what uh, this organization focuses on. And I think that that is an important fact that 99 percent of every dollar goes directly toward that research. That is astounding, Percy. I want you to repeat that. 99 cents of every dollar? Every every dollar, 99 cents of every dollar that Gateway receives uh, goes directly to fund phase one and phase two cancer clinical trials. And so all of that, uh, those resources are going directly to the bedside uh, of treatment 
and possibilities of treatment for patients as soon as that trial is funded. And that is an amazing thing to think about and consider with regard to the vision and the intentionality of this organization. And it's deserving of our support for that reason, if none other. I mean, it's doing such great work. We want to reward the vision with some help. So uh, Michael gave the website, gatewaycr.org, and we'll put that in our program notes as well. But I urge our listeners to go there and consider uh, getting behind this effort. Absolutely. We, As we do so, and as we learn more about organizations like this, of course, we continue to talk about what else can be done and how can we support uh, moving the needle forward, particularly with regard to cancer treatment. Here is a great opportunity to do just that in terms of looking for ways that we can support that type of momentum and traction as we continue to look to the future uh, that is very close to us in terms of what can be done from a cancer treatment perspective. All right. I'll ask you to wrap things up in a moment here, but here's something new. Have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions? With Cancer Center for Alexa, now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question and answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions that they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Now, the skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, treatment options. To access the tool, you or anyone you support can simply say Alexa Enable Cancer Center to any Amazon device. And you can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. What a great way to get the information you may be looking for. Look for the Alexa app or, if you have that device, Alexa Enable Cancer Center. Well, Percy, this has been such an informative program here today. Um, I want to remind our listeners that we have resources available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. By the way, the resource this week, the free resource, is the DNA of cancer, genomics, and that fits right into the uh, program we had here today. So look for that resource at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And when you go to the website, why don't you answer this week's question, what was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? Percy, let's return to God's Word. Absolutely. So we'll close as we began. Proverbs, uh, the 18th chapter, verse 15, basically tells us this, that the heart of the discerning acquires knowledge. And that's what we were talking about with today's conversation. For the ears of the wise seek it out. So as we close, we want to be reminded that we are people of faith. We continue to trust and believe in God, but we also keep our eyes and our ears open Uh, We learn more information. Uh, We look toward knowledge that will expand our thinking and our thought process. And that is certainly true with regard to the treatment of sickness and disease and cancer. So as we walk by faith and not by sight, we continue to remind ourselves that we will not be destroyed because of lack Hmm. of knowledge. Be blessed on today. Yeah. And may I recommend that you pass this podcast link along to another person who may benefit from what we've all learned here together today. HealthHopeAndInspiration.com. All right, Percy, thank you. God bless you. We'll see you next time. All right, and remember, we've got work to do. Keep chopping the wood. God bless. You have been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person. 
body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.